0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this. Bringing America together. Uniting our people. Uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. Uniting...
1: President Joe Biden in his inaugural address making uh, lots of calls for unity today. As mentioned, at 78 years of age, becomes the oldest U.S. president in history. Uh, Top Republicans, including Vice President Mike Pence and the party's congressional leaders uh, were there, along with former U.S. presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Watching all of it very closely as he has been for some time now is Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington Bureau producer and correspondent. Reggie, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon. All right. What stood out to you today in that speech from uh, President Biden?
0: It was his attempt to try and unify uh, an incredibly fractured nation, reaching out not only to the people that elected him and put him in this position, but also to those who may not have fallen his way and may have voted for Donald Trump by saying that he may, they may disagree with him, but at the end of the day, uh, he doesn't want that to lead to disunion. This is a president that understands uh, the challenges that lie ahead based on what we've seen over the last four years and the crises that are kind of laying down the road ahead. Uh, and this was just a speech from him to try and say, look, we're all in this together.
1: You know, uh, it was interesting because uh, he did not uh, mention his predecessor by name, but uh, but alluded to him in a couple of comments calling out misinformation and lies, saying politics doesn't need to be a raging fire. Your thoughts on on those comments?
0: Well, I mean, look, they're pointing it right now because we are just over two weeks from the storming of the U.S. Capitol, the storming of the building that he was standing in front of to take the oath of office. Uh, and that building was stormed because of a series of lies that were told by President, former President Donald Trump and by enablers within the Republican Party that boiled over the anger. So this is something that was top of mind for Joe Biden. He understands uh, that the conspiracies and the falsities that were spewed for several years under the previous administration have really made the divide much further across this country, and it makes the job much more difficult for an incoming president.
1: Uh, Richard Cicchini joining us this afternoon. Uh, President Biden laying out uh, what his focus was going to be in the in the coming uh, days and and weeks and months ahead. Uh, COVID response, uh, you know, topping topping that he paused. Uh, they did a, a, a moment of silence for the 400,000 uh, Americans who have died from COVID so far. What are we expecting? What is what is happening on the COVID front in the U.S. Um, as we move into uh, these first days of the biden Biden administration well look first and foremost
0: uh, there's going to be an executive order signed that is going to try and force a national mask mandate this is something that did not happen under the previous administration and in fact the federal government under donald trump really isolated themselves and made state and local governments try to go things alone so what pr- uh, president biden is going to do is say look if you are in a federal building you need to wear a mask if you're interst- on interstate travel You need to wear a mask. Uh, This is his attempt to try and slow down the spread. He's given himself 100 days to get uh, 100 million Americans vaccinated. Obviously, that's going to be a difficult task, given the fact that the number of people vaccinated is just over 11 million. It was supposed to be 20 million at the end of the year under Trump.
1: Uh, Reggie Cicchini joining us from Washington uh, this afternoon. What was the feel like there today, Reggie? Curious to know. I mean, obviously a much different inauguration than we've seen in the past. Yeah, look,
0: it, there, it, there was an ominous feel to, you know, what was happening on the stage. I was just a couple of blocks away uh, uh, at one of the busiest intersections in and around the Capitol. It was barricaded off by a couple of National Guard trucks, uh, by a couple of police cruisers, uh, and by a load of law enforcement personnel. Uh, And it, it had that ominous feel uh, that something was lingering in the air. That was obviously present uh, in front of Joe Biden as he gave that speech today because looking down the National Mall, there were no people staring back at it. Mm-hmm. They've been told to stay away from Washington because of the security threat and because of the COVID threat. So there just was there was a feel of celebration. It was just much more subdued than we normally see.
1: Were there any security issues reported, Reggie?
0: Not from anything that I have seen. There were a couple of protests that were given permits to be able to gather in Washington, but the Secretary of the Interior denied most permits for people trying to gather in large groups. For the most part, when we were walking back to the Capitol after the ceremony, there were actually a couple of crowds of pro-Biden supporters standing in and around the Capitol. This is a much different scene politically here in D.C. than we've seen over the last, you know, really over the last four years, but really over the last six or seven months.
1: I thought it interesting that um, as much as uh, President Biden was reaching out and and talking about unity in his own country and trying to bridge that gap, uh, also also, uh, looking at the world stage as well, saying um, that it's time to repair issues with other countries, that he knows that the world has been watching. Yeah, and look, under President Donald Trump, Uh, it was
0: America first, and that really frayed a lot of the global relationships that the U.S. has had, whether it had to do with NATO or whether it had to do with anything to do with climate. Uh, The president really strained those relationships, and Joe Biden understands that it's going to be a task in order for countries to kind of rebuild that trust that they once had uh, with what was arguably the most powerful nation on Earth. So, again, as Joe Biden is trying to deal with the divisiveness in his own country, he now has to work at bringing back world leaders to the stage to show that America does does rely on its allies as much as the allies rely on the U.S.
1: All right, we know that uh, former President Trump is back in uh, Florida this afternoon, uh, leaving early this morning. I think landing about an hour before uh, President Biden became uh, the president. Uh, what happened this morning with President Trump as far as any ceremony on his way out the door? Look, he had a
0: self-planned send-off uh, at Joint Base Andrews. He called as much military force in as he could. He gave himself a twenty-one-gun salute. There were very few, if any, uh, dignitaries there because they were all at the inauguration, and that includes mm-hmm. Vice President, former Vice President uh, Mike Pence. But really, Donald Trump stood at the podium and-, and tried to, you know, tout and embellish the the accomplishments he sees over the last four years, and then offered best of luck to the incoming administration without naming Joe Biden. He alluded that he or somebody in the Trump family would be back over the next, sometime after the next four years. But realistically, this was simply, uh, you know, a quote-unquote sore loser send-off for a president uh, who refused to accept what the reality was.
1: Okay, we we were wondering whether or not uh, tradition would continue with uh, one president leaving a note to uh, the next president. At first, we were thinking that's not going to happen. I've heard word that that, in fact, might have happened. Do we know one way or another? Uh, we know that a note was
0: left in the desk for Joe Biden, uh, and the tradition did continue. We also know that Donald Trump liked the letter that was left to him by Barack Obama, so it's not really a surprise that this tradition did continue on President Trump. was all about the vanity and the showmanship of the president, uh, and this was his you know, last effort to be able to stay in the Oval Office while Joe Biden was walking in. We also know that Mike Pence left a letter for Kamala Harris, but that transfer of power between those two offices was much, much smoother.
1: Mm-hmm. Reggie, want to thank you for this this afternoon. Appreciate your tra- appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Yeah, you bet your Reggie Cicchini, uh joining us this afternoon. Yeah, and uh interesting because um former President Trump um talking about being back and there has been some talk and I've certainly seen it uh, about you know, speculation whether or not he might create his own party, the Patriot Party or the or the Trump Party. There has been, you know, um, chatter about that. Uh, will be interesting to see if we find out what was in that letter, what it what it said. Um, we know that uh, Kamala Harris expecting to speak uh, later on uh, this afternoon. Also expecting to speak uh, later on on uh, more of a. <sighs> Alberta level, of course, uh, but in direct um, direct tie-in to what is happening in Washington. Premier Kenny is expected to talk to the media later on this afternoon uh, in response to. Uh, we're, we're expecting any time now um, to hear word that. Um, that that permit that presidential permit has been pulled for keystone xl we know that uh tc energy uh suspended work announced that it was spending suspending work on the pipeline expansion pro project uh just saying that um uh w- with what was coming down that's what they needed to do and unfortunately throwing thousands of people um out of work right now so